0: My name is Alexis Alexander and you are listening to episode 18 of the Real Deal Podcast. People! We're still living in serious times, Anna. But you know what? I said to myself, I think it's time to chop up the isolation diaries and get back to our regularly scheduled programming. So today I am here with Charlotte Pope-Williams. When I say I'm here with, I don't mean she's in the room. We are doing (laughs) this by Zoom. So I'm here with Charlotte Pope-Williams. She's a soaker addicted, carnival obsessive. I mean... Clearly. Um, she's also a fully qualified barrister with full rights of audiences, specializing in financial services disputes. Did you see my change of voice there? Wonderful. <laughs> she has been both self employed and employed and worked in the public and private sectors. Outside of work, Charlotte has a strong sense of civic duty and volunteers regularly in her local community and beyond. Since her adolescence to date, Charlotte has been a strong advocate and supporter of the Elderly Hyroon Older Adults Day Centre, which supports older adults in Buckinghamshire, where she grew up, helping to safeguard them from isolation and promote overall good health and quality of life. Charlotte is also an LGBT great ally and has a particular interest in intersectionality. Get your mouth around that one. Particular interest in intersectionality. I'm sure she'll be telling us more about that. And the potential challenges faced by those from ethnic minority backgrounds who are also part of the LGBT community. Charlotte, welcome. (laughs) How are you, Madea? I am very, very well. I'm very pleased to be
1: well, given the current climate that we're living in. So exactly.
0: we're, we're start, yeah. Most of the kind of introductions are, are you well in terms of, are you good? And also, are you corona free, we pray.
1: I, I, I believe so. I have an attitude of gratitude. I'm grateful I'm here and
0: well. Good, good, good. All right. So I need to rewind a little bit to that introduction because I had to wrap my, my mouth around a couple of <laughs> words there. Um, so the elderly Hyroon Older Adults Day Centre. What's Hyroon? Hi- What's what is that?
1: So, yeah, so Hyroon, well, I'll take a step back. My family is from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Yes, the best group of islands in the whole
0: Caribbean. I mean, but all
1: right. Yep. Yeah. No, 100% Vincentian, no extras, no deviations. Uh-huh. In any event, uh, the original Indigenous people's names for St. Vincent was Hyroon.
0: Okay, all right, nice. So you support uh, them, and that's in Buckinghamshire?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Wickham, that has a very high population of Vincentians, okay. and Centre particularly supports people of Caribbean heritage. It supports others too, but just caters particularly to those older people's needs food music culture engagement with our community so they don't feel alone
0: in their later years nice okay all right and then fast forwarding a little bit into the intro as well you spoke about having a particular interest in intersectionality and the potential yeah. challenges faced by those from ethnic minority backgrounds so intersectionality can you give us a little definition yeah wow you put me on the spot oi sorry sorry <laughs> i never Hey, hey, hey. I never it's even this right. wasn't this wasn't in the brief, was it? This wasn't in the no, brief.
1: That's fine. That's fine. So <laughs> people might be aware that different individuals have groups of what are called protected characteristics. So that might be your race, your ethnicity, um, sexual orientation, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And often when we're talking about things, we only focus on one thing. So yeah. your race. Or your sex as a woman mm-hmm. intersectionality looks at where those protected characteristics intersect where they right. meet with one another so you're right 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 a black lesbian woman or right. you're a black gay man or you're a disabled asian woman and right. what that
0: means in your life and actually that there's lots of issues because you fall into those different sections so it's yeah. not just one thing that could be causing an issue or one thing that could be a difficulty precisely precisely. got you got you Um, all right okay well we are pleased to have you on the show as people know that listening I like to get interesting people on the show I also like to make sure that I'm speaking with uh, people in the community that have got a lot to say Um, and also those that we don't see very often because I remember when I when not when we first met but when I found out you're a barrister I was like black woman she's on the soca scene one minute she in a little two-piece the next minute she's there she's she's supporting the people and I like those um what, what sometimes people call walking contradictions so you know that sense of you wouldn't necessarily assume that that is what you are as a barrister or what you are as a carnival queen should we say um so tell us a little bit about how how did you even get into being a barrister how did that all kick off gosh wow um, i know we need bullet points we need bullet points boy, boy, we're taking it back to the beginning i'm taking it um, way back <laughs>
1: to the beginning. effectively i was just always super academic at school um mm. from primary school all the way through um and there was a lot of academic pressure at the school that I went to um and there were a number of careers open to me and I decided at the age of 14 having participated in a mock trial at my local magistrate's court okay. that I could be a bad woman barrister I also wanted to be a neurosurgeon as well at the same time or I mean, ast- <laughs> so I mean I kept or or reasonable, it. quite reasonable I was like NASA is nice or we could be a barrister or we yeah. could be a
0: neurosurgeon
1: um, Fantastic. It, the, barrister, the barrister.
0: Okay. Yeah. okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, and then, pick you. You mentioned there about kind of being super academic. I think there is a there's a thought that you know, in order to be a, a certain profession, you have to, you know, like you say, get certain grades, or there has to be a certain route. What was your route into becoming a barrister? So, for those listening. Sure. I think I'm always really, really
1: honest about my background. Um, I did go to a private school. I then went to All Girls Grammar School and I went to what's called a Russell Group University. So that's an elite set of universities that are at the top of their league tables. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my route, which compared to people that don't share my characteristics, i.e. having a lot of melanin, yeah. um, <laughs> that's, that's very, very traditional. That's a rare,
0: okay, yeah. So would a, you say, I, I, so would you say that is a rare route for black barristers? No, and I
1: think that's okay. that that's that's what the the challenge can be for access to the profession. Mm. The, there's no difference in my education to my white counterparts. Right. Um you have to have academic excellence, intellectual capacity, be a fantastic orator mm-hmm. and it can be difficult to obtain those skills depending on the socioeconomic background that you come from and the right. support that you which is why for people for me personally it's important to mentor people support them from the beginning when they're mm-hmm. 14 15, when they're at uni yes yeah. so they can get to where they need to be right um, right
0: so and what do you think what what do you think are some of the things that people can do in terms of access So you're saying about that's why access is important, as you said, you know, not everybody is going to be able to have that route to get there. So are we in a situation where literally that means they don't get there or are we in a situation where access is possible and, you know, there's support systems in place or, you know, there's schemes or scholarships or I don't know. How how does access work that that you've seen? And does it work? I mean... Access works to a degree, but there's always room for improvement, is my of difficulty.
1: Of course. Yeah. Always room for improvement. I think that the internet is a fantastic thing. Now, I didn't have that when I was trying to qualify. So following people on um, platforms such as Twitter, like The Secret Barrister, or Adam Wagner, who is a human rights barrister, or Natasha Shatunde, who is a family law barrister, and mm-hmm. um, there are lots of people where you can literally track their careers and get advice and and information about the law. The Inns of Court that all barristers have to be members of offer free tours. It's free. Just go. Corona after
0: after all. That, after, after Corona, yeah. After, after Corona, corona. It's free it's free. And what we'll but, do know. is we'll put we'll put the uh, the link to kind of how people can find out about those tours exactly. in the information as well. So we'll do that. One hundred and ten percent. But there are lots of free resources that just
1: weren't available. Um, When I started out and there are scholarships um, to pay for my training as a barrister. I had a full scholarship called a Lord Denning scholarship that paid for all of my studies. And but for that, I would not have been able to qualify because I didn't have 17,000 pounds lying around to pay for my vocational course. So that that access is possible um, and the Internet is a wonderful resource to to find those accessible uh, sort of resources as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's take a, a dive into what what is kind of a day in the life of a black female barrister in London, huh? England. <laughs> you in London, England, 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 UK. <laughs> yeah. What's what's a day in the life look like? Oh my
1: goodness. um uh, my my day can be absolutely insane. So I, I will wake up and the first thing I'll do is I'll check my emails to see if anything new has come in. Mm-hmm. Um, the types of cases that I'm instructed on are multi-billion pound commercial litigation. So that's massive companies like banks, insurers, pension funds, fighting each other for hundreds of millions of pounds. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of pressure. A little, little bit, bit of
0: pressure. Of pressure little bit of pressure there. a little bit of pressure. So, um, and it so, and it also sounds like there's possibly like a, a lot of old white men in those rooms.
1: Oh yes, normally I am the only person um with my melanin content in the room. okay often the youngest in the room and uh, you know, I have natural hair so I do make an impact of and course. I wear my natural hair out. Amen. So. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You know, I I am something somewhat extraordinary when I walk into a room. But Mm -hmm. often, for example, today I will do what are called conferences. So I'll advise people about what their litigation strategy should be, what they should do next, make various applications to appear in court. Um, I guess the, the closest comparator, even though I hate to say this. Mm -hmm. The closest comparator that people might be able to think of is, um, suits with Meghan Markle. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, um, so life can be a, a little bit like that. You will go to lots of these high rise glossy offices. You have to present well, you will be dealing with people who are responsible for millions of pounds of money of the public's money as well. And you have to provide them with advice and support. And then when it comes down to court work, um, it's it's as you'd see um, somewhat on television. Although we don't move about, we don't pace up and down. I know there's a program really? on I, the quiz, and it really upsets embarrassers. We're not pacing. We don't gesticulate. You stand still, and you do. Oh yeah. man! Sorry to let you down. We have gowns well, and wigs. There was
0: some pacing. There was some no. long pauses. No. There was some <laughs> intakes, sharp intakes of breath. No, no.
1: Stay. No, this is not. In order, but um, <laughs> it doesn't mean that it can't be dramatic and exciting.
0: Oh, um, but
1: yeah, okay. sometimes yeah, the answer be long. But it's yeah, okay. it's you get to
0: interact with so many fascinating people, and um, mm. that's what makes it all worthwhile. Well. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, kind of going back to what you're talking about earlier on in terms of intersectionality, so <laughs> we've kind of touched a little bit on three kind of points of your intersectionality in a way in terms of we spoke about your youth we spoke about your we we, we spoke about your youth yes yes we did we did mm-hmm, yeah um we spoke about your gender so the fact that you're female and we also spoke about the fact that you are black yeah so how would you say that those three things uh impact on your uh reception in these areas so when you're going into as i said when you're going into these places and they're full of the room is filled with you know, kind of old boys club, for want of a better mm-hmm. word, and things like that. How do you find that you're received and how do you deal with that on a daily basis? I think it, it, it depends on the audience, but often it's a little bit of shock and awe
1: mm-hmm. because I have a European-sounding name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, When I walk into the room, I am the last person that often my audience expects to be Charlotte Pope-Williams. And I have... yes people look behind me wondering where when the real Charlotte Pope Williams who sent them the fabulous advice is going to arrive yeah because this woman with the afro hair that's 4c cannot be her (laughs) so there's there's that um there's an assumption that by some people not all by some that you are somehow less able Mm -hmm. um certainly less able to understand the magnitude of the problems that they're dealing with because you may lack um and then there's the ingrained stereotypical assumptions that if you're black you are somehow less academically able less intellectual mm-hmm. if you are a woman often people try and talk over you right. assume you're less assertive if you are assertive you are aggressive of course um, so you're having to overcome all these stereotypes and tropes mm-hmm. um as well as do your day job which can be challenging
0: And how do you manage it? I mean, we think about, you know, everybody knows that when I'm talking to people, I like to think about the link with mental health, how people, you know, look after their own emotional health and well-being and things like that. How do you manage your own? Because I can imagine that must take a toll, that must have an impact of some sort. Yeah, no, 110%. I think first having
1: safe spaces. um, I'm blessed to have a wonderful family that I can speak to. Friendship groups with people that share the various characteristics that I have, where I can just have an outlet to vent. Yes. I'm a massive advocate of therapy. If you're having a hard time at a particular point in your life, see a therapist if you can. Yes. Talk to someone. I know that there's um, frontline therapy, for example, that's online, They're still doing consultations, particularly for people of color. Um, and, and it's affordable because I, I appreciate that affordability can be a massive barrier to people accessing mental health support. Mm-hmm. Um, So I definitely recommend that. But also just having faith in myself, trying to make sure that I do little things like make lists of gratitude or lists where I acknowledge for myself the skills and ability that I have gained over the past 10 plus years in my profession, because I'm paid by the hour. They wouldn't be paying me if they didn't think I was good, especially considering all the factors that count against these people wanting to engage. I'm a black woman. Uh, they perceive me to be young. So yeah. I must be good if you can't yeah. If they've sent her, if
0: they've sent her, they've
1: sent they, me, they, they yeah, must, I must be somebody. Yeah. I must be somebody. So that that really helps just to have those internal conversations yeah. with yourself before you go. But um, also I have some amazing colleagues. And in my profession, I have what I call ride to die colleagues who have supported me from the beginning to the end. And it's important to find those allies in your profession I wouldn't be here without them so endlessly
0: grateful okay and then if you were to think about what your you said for example that you've been self-employed you've been employed you've worked in the public and the private sectors what have been some of your favorite roles or your most interesting roles that's really really hard um
1: (laughs) I'd probably say my favorite favorite role was um doing the, the same type of work I do now but in the Caribbean in between the Caribbean and Canada okay. so that that made my heart sing the ability to to travel across the world litigating on behalf of massive companies it was very glamorous it was very glossy you know you hop on your business class in the plane and you have the
0: glass mm. of mm. i mean it's not all about those material things but also the days before you had to write down the seat for covid you know you <laughs> yeah. could just jump in and just sit down you know without
1: spraying death on anybody's on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: oh so okay so yeah so that jet setting part of it was yeah it was nice But also going to countries
1: that are proximate to my culture and doing the job that I love and doing justice and ensuring that the rule of law continues to apply was something that filled my heart with with pride. So that Mm. would be one of my favourite experiences and being a connection between the UK and other lawyers um, in the eastern caribbean in particular has, has been a real blessing so that's been one of my favorite favorite things okay. um, to do thus far
0: and you're talking about culture and i'm just thinking do you ever come up against or i shouldn't say against but do you ever come up i'll say against do you ever come <laughs> up against any other you know barristers etc that you you kind of look at and you think you can't say that you can't do that you know you can't believe what you've just said. You know that type of difference in um belief system because and I'm and I'm probably taking this from what I watch on TV. I love a law (laughs) and order. Yeah. I used to love a LA law back in the day. Okay. I used to love all them shows. And um you know just you you always kind of see these other these lawyers that are you know they might say things and they maybe break a little rule here or break a little rule there and and there's that kind of fight back and forth. Do you ever come up any against anything like that? I mean, I think I think that's a common misconception. The fact I know it is if there's one thing that... Oh, man! A, I'm sorry. <laughs> if there's Damn. one thing
1: to say about... I mean, I, I speak for barristers in particular. Like, yeah. integrity is the most important cornerstone of our career. Right, right, right. Integrity and being honest. If you are dishonest, you get disbarred. And it doesn't matter how small that dishonesty is. you steal a chocolate bar from a shop that could be it. your regulator may disbar you mm, okay really, really serious. so in terms of telling the truth and acting with integrity, even if I might not like someone and they might not be my friend outside of work, yeah generally speaking, people do act with integrity okay. whereas you can come up with what I call the cultural and social barriers and challenges yes. where people will make those comments about your hair so a recent example is someone I had some beads um uh Fulani inspired beads mm-hmm. um in my hair last week and someone said oh look at those nobles in your hair
0: look There's at those what Nobbles. All They're right, so... people. We need to take a minute. <laughs> nobles. I'm. I'm going to need to find a definition in uh, of this nobles. Okay, carry on. Nobles. They're so very exciting.
1: Is that? Is that some kind of you know cultural thing? Now this is in a serious conference with a number of other lawyers, <sighs> and this senior practitioner thought the most appropriate thing to do in this formal work setting on video because of covid of course to, to point out the fact that i am an ethnic minority effectively yep.
0: number one point out that you are there and also ask you about your nobles and ask you about because
1: that's that's what we're here for yes. um, so it's it's things like that that you do come across and to be honest i just i try and challenge it effectively but politely because yes it's not acceptable no. And no one should talk to you like that in your work environment um so th- those those are the types of challenges that are hard
0: okay all right so what we so what we've spoken about a little bit is we've spoken about how you got into being a barrister, talking spoken about the different ways you know in terms of access if there is anybody listening at the moment that maybe they've got you know, a son, a daughter, or even themselves, they might be listening, thinking Mm -hmm. this is a kind of route that I'd like to go down. We're going to make sure we get some links and stuff in um, the information that we send out. So if people want to find resources, you spoke a little about scholarships and stuff like that, we'll make sure we get Mm -hmm. those links in there for people as well. Um, So I wanted to also speak to you a little bit about how you became addicted to carnival. (laughs) Um, Because I feel like that's also a link that we need to make sure that we explore You know, where where did this all come from?
1: You know what, I I mean, growing up, my family is Vincentian So Mm -hmm. Soca, Calypso, that's life I I remember doing like a little wine to a song called Sugar Boom Boom um, oh,
0: sugar um, boom boom,
1: yes. Sugar boom boom, okay? yes. Sugar boom boom. Um, And I remember my mum lining it up on the vinyl because you had the vinyl, and I mm-hmm. must have been about three years old, and we'd have a little little living room wine to to sugar boom boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were lots of um Vincentian parties at a local community hall of when course. I was young. Yes, and all all ages, all family, everybody would go down. Mm-hmm. All the- I used to look forward to those fets with my whole wow. heart. Because, you, know, you would hear lift up your leg and jump <laughs> and all kinds of <laughs> high quality soca tunes. I love it. High quality soca tunes. Old school, and people would get on bad. They would sweat out their relaxer. Mm-hmm. They would look like a different person when they came out of the dance. And walls mm-hmm. were sweat. And just seeing that kind of elation and joy. Is is where it started, and then a lady who unfortunately passed of cancer uh, called Judy in my hometown started a carnival in our in our community. And I did my first sort of proper proper costume when I was ten, and I was on the front of our local popa- paper. And I thought oh, I was a bad girl,
0: I've got, but you were. What do you mean, think you were? Don't let anybody tell you any different, my love. You were.
1: That day, After I touched the road, that was when I remembered my mum has taken me to, to Notting Hill since I was three years old. So I've always been immersed in the carnival culture, but it just brought me so much joy. And then playing Mass in the Caribbean, it just makes my heart sing. sing. There is nothing. I never feel happier or more empowered or more proud to be a West Indian. And when I'm touching a road, um, whether it's juve, mm-hmm, whether it's fancy mm-hmm and Mm -hmm. it's it's for the culture for
0: me definitely and I mean I'm really sorry but I'm gonna have to now kind of drag you back down to earth and ask you the question (laughs) how (laughs) do you feel that we might not be in a carnival for the rest of the year possibly till 2021 Um, how's that how's that sinking in
1: it's breaking my heart yeah I had my costume ready I secured
0: it from early for which one for which one
1: so, so this is for Notting Hill because okay. I, so I knew that I wasn't going to go to Trinidad this year. So I right. was like, okay, I'll definitely do sort of the whole thing in Notting Hill. And I had hoped that I might be able to do crop over. Mate. But as the- <laughs>
0: that new I think that news broke like two days ago. And I remember I looked at my phone and I just dashed it. I dashed it. So I knew, those, I, I knew it was coming, but the distress level when it actually hit my screen was just...
1: It's just, you know, every year of my life since I was three years old, I have touched the road for one yep. carnival or another.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: the notion that this year I won't be able to do it for any really, really brings me down. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I might have to put on an old costume in the living room and just like palance.
0: Well, this um, is the thing. There's many an online fit where people are just putting on their costumes and just doing what they're <laughs> doing. So, I mean, you might have to jump in. I don't know but that means that 2021 I will be
1: going so hard so all of the costumes all of the fets all of the carnivals I will be doing it all um especially since I've saved an inordinate amount of money um from that is
0: actually (laughs) well this is the thing I was saying you know actually silver lining All the money that would have been spent in these different islands, at least we can pull together. Everybody's jumping frontline. It's just, we are ready to go. (laughs) All right. So in terms of ready to go, as you know, we always have a real deal dilemma. And this week is no different. Uh, So the real deal dilemma, I put it up on socials. Instagram was ablaze. (laughs) Uh, because you know people are people are distressed um so just gonna read it out for you guys so I woke up and my phone wouldn't turn on and as you can imagine during lockdown that's literally my link to the outside world gone so my boyfriend came around the next day to drop off one of his old phones to use while I ordered a replacement when I turned on the phone a whole load of text messages from other girls came up. I saw pictures and videos of other women as well. I just don't know where to start or even what to say. I'm devastated and I feel like a fool. Some of the text messages are over a year old. We've been together for three years now. We've had our up and downs, I won't lie, but I just don't know what to do. Help. So we named the person Shola to maintain anonymity. Um, and if we, what should we call her, a man?
1: I was trying to think of something polite. Um, but <laughs> just, let's just say Ade. Let's say Ade. Ade. All right.
0: Ade. So we've got Shola and we've got Ade. Okay. <laughs> so before, Charlotte, before we go to, <laughs> to your <laughs> thoughts, because I don't already know what your thoughts are. But before we go to that, I'm just going to read a couple of the responses. Um, so we got one response from Lizzie. Lizzie said, wow, he did not even care to wipe the phone. That's a lot. We then got a response from Sachelle. Sashel said, cuss. She can cuss because she wasn't even snooping. He handed her the evidence and she has full permission to lose her whole entire mind. Cussing for cheating, cussing for being so damn stupid, cussing for being an ass. What type of first class moron hands over the whole evidence file? Kiss my <laughs> so those are a couple of responses. Uh, but even though I know this is going out as audio, I can see you skin in teeth. <laughs> just... what, what are your thoughts, uh, Barrister Pope Williams? What, are, what does I... the evidence say? <laughs> so,
1: so, my immediate thoughts are: the man is taking her for idiots, pretty much. However, 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 however. What I would do is take take the problem in three parts. Okay. A, from my barristerial point, so I'd say, okay, what does this information, first part, say about Adi? Mm-hmm. Um, it says that maybe he's reckless. He doesn't care whether he sees she sees this kind of cheating behaviour, mm-hmm. um, or maybe he wants her to see the that he's been Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's untrustworthy He may have been exposing her to STDs Over this three year period Agreed but He's dissatisfied with this relationship And he's seeking some way to end it So in light of that information That brings us on to part two In light <laughs> of that information What does Shola Want to do A it? What does she want to do about it? What does she want to do about it? Does she want to Remain with a potentially dissatisfied, le- we- uh, reckless wasteman. Sorry. Uh, slightly. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> slash Ade under the bus there. But, um, I mean,
0: it's fair <laughs> she, may-
1: she may want to remain with Ade. Fine. Or she wants to get rid of Ade. So that brings us on to part three.
0: Okay. If
1: she wants to keep hold of Ade, <laughs> then she can either qui- keep quiet, keep stum, hush him out, or she can seek to address it, but convey to Ade that she wants to stay together. In the alternative, if she wants to get rid of Ade, she can cuss him backside and tell him about itself. Please, But I also really encourage her, if that's the route that she's going to take, to just take some time, prepare what she's going to say, Mm -hmm. ensure she's armored with responses to whatever kind of idiot foolishness. Yes. In response. Yes. think about you know practicalities if they live together how will that work if they have shared assets how will that work have <laughs> a plan before you put a day in the bin so that would be you my, see, you, my- see yeah. ones, you see so charlotte yeah
0: you see charlotte yeah i am asking the lord for no dramas in my life but if there's a drama i'm hollering charlotte yeah nah. Because my girl came to the dilemma with a whole three-part breakdown. Like, yeah. this is part one, and er, go, <laughs> part two. I'm, nah, I'm not even I'm not, I can't. I think that breakdown was absolutely fantastic. We've got a response, though, from Gavin. Oh, wow. Gavin said, I mean, is this actual categorical evidence of cheating? Unless penis has entered vagina... The guy deserves the benefit of the doubt.
1: I mean, Back over to you.
0: Back over to you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I just query so what type of quality relationships Gavin has. But I mean,
0: uh, I mean yeah, G- Gavin's saying give it the benefit of the doubt, you know, just see what one. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't be minded
1: to do that myself. I think that there is evidence to strongly suggest that this gentleman has been having having intimate connections with other women and cheating doesn't necessarily have to be a physical act it's sharing
0: thank you
1: sharing that intimacy with another human being um, in a romantic context if i'm sending you lots of um sexual text messages etc etc or images it's because i i am arguably having a more romantic or sexual relationship with you and for a lot of people that constitutes cheating there you go answers and you know
0: and I think the fact as well, because what, I guess what Gavin's point is, apparently, is that because obviously in the message, Shola says that she's seen videos and she's seen pictures of women. But because she's seen the pictures, it doesn't necessarily mean he was doing anything. But as we said, there are text messages. My eyes are squinted for those <coughs> that are listening, just listening to this. Okay. I have no benefit of the doubt for you, Ade. No benefit of the doubt of the doubt at all. You are stinking crosses. And that is what I done said on Instagram the other day. You're rude. You did not even have the 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 the, the concern level. To wipe your phone. You know, obviously, I am not saying that any form of cheating is okay. I believe firmly in the universe and I believe that everything that is in the darkness shall at one day come to light, okay? Amen. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> this just had the phone had to brack so that Shola could see the madness of Ade so that she could now hopefully move forward with her life. My yeah. only concern is the fact that Shola has decided to send us a message like this is actually some form of dilemma is what is now making me believe, does she want to make this work? As you gave two options, you said, is it, does she want to stay or does she want to go? Shantae, you stay or sashay away? Which one is it that we're doing? And the fact that she's asking the question for me makes me feel like she wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. I feel like she wants to ask the question, you know, what was this about? She says they've been together for three years. You know, she doesn't give her age. She might be an older person. She might be thinking, oh, geez, and ages. Who am I going to meet? You know, she might be all 50, something for all we know. She might think she's old, whatever, whatever. So we've got to take those things into consideration. Me personally... <laughs> I'm not staying about. I don't care. I could be 90. I'm not staying about. We could have 29 picnic. I'm not staying about because I know my work. Okay. Thank however. You. Thank you. However, Shola, if you are saying that you want to at least have a conversation, maybe you want to try and salvage things. I think communication is key. I think you need to go in there. I think you need to present the information to him. We had a message from Paulie. Paulie had said, what you need to do is screenshot it and just send it to him saying nothing. I think that... I think that... I think that that might increase tensions. Yes. But... I don't. As, you know, in some way, shape, or form, you've got to get him the information. He needs to know that he's done wrong, and you've caught him in the wrongdoing. After you've caught him in the wrongdoing, it's now about saying, "Right, let's have a conversation about this," because we're in lockdown, isn't it? Mm. To be fair, the fact that he dropped the phone to you, let's let's assume it was social distancing. He just dropped the phone, put it through the door, went about his merry way. You might not be able to do a face to face. You might have to get on the Zoom, the FaceTime, the WhatsApp video. Mm -hmm. Because you need to see Ade in his morning corner when you have this conversation. Yeah? Okay. (laughs) None of this phone call, text message. Nah, nah, nah. I need to see your throat. Okay? Uh So I know Uh what's going on. And then when you see the lies (laughs) (laughs) emitting from every orifice <laughs> that is when you will know it is time to say goodbye. Or you might feel sorry, and you might say you might take him back. I don't know. Yeah, okay. But you know, if you, I mean, clearly Charlotte ain't taking him back. I wouldn't take him back. However, it has to be each to his own, in it. And if you want to give it a try, at least I say this to all you know people, couples that I work with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you are going to give it a try, you have to get on the forgiveness train. Mm-hmm. not saying you're for gonna forget but if you actually are gonna try to do it and keep going you have to forgive because you can't say you're gonna stay with the man and then every time he does something oh like the text message yeah no <laughs> you can't do that you can't you gotta make a choice shola. you gotta make a choice um, there, there was another message that came in from Toya Toya said Baby girl, now you have all the evidence. Please say bye-bye. Little boy, because real men don't cheat. Hold your head high because you did nothing wrong. Block, delete, because he no longer exists. You might be heartbroken for a while, but in the long run, you will be better off. You're a queen. You deserve to be treated as such. He belongs to the streets. So leave him there. (laughs) So leave him there. All right. All right. <laughs> Desmond believes that she's lucky that she got a replacement phone. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I can't.
1: Finished.
0: It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. All right. So Charlotte, Charlotte, last last words on Shola. Any just any just summarizing statement? Lock him off. Okay. <laughs> that that's that's what i would say
1: genuinely protect your peace shola shola you are a valuable woman do do not waste your value on someone that does not choose to see it thank
0: you please amen the defense rests yeah <laughs> i've always yes. wanted to say do they say that do they say the defense rests do they? I mean- no. I don't practice
1: criminal law, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> damn, I'm trying to get in all these law puns. I could just you know, uh, no. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Case it's, closed.
1: Yeah, normally it's a prosecution at Resso. So they've pre- presented their case and they say, Yeah, we're done now. We out.
0: We out, dropping mics.
1: Yeah, okay, no, I've never said we out in court. Just for the record, <laughs> never happened.
0: do you wear a uh, wig? Yeah, you do wear away because it depends on the court. But yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. As you can see, I'm just all up in the TV drama (laughs) hype, all up in it. Anyway, Charlotte, listen, as Charlotte said, uh, for me, dash him. But if you don't want to dash him, just make sure this man is actually sorry for what he has done. And if you are deciding to move forward, make sure you communicate and go to some couples therapy. Like if this is actually, yeah, if this is actually what you want to do on a serious note, go to some couples therapy, organize your lives and get yourself sorted before you carry on because this ain't on. This ain't it. All right. So we have come to the end of this week's episode. Charlotte, thank you so much for being with us. Have you had fun? I have had so much that fun. Thank you for having me. Good, 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 good. All right. So uh, everybody listen in to, listen in, you know? That make no sense. Um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at Real Deal Pod and follow us on Twitter at Real Deal Pod as well. You can also catch me, Alexis, on at Rasta Barbie 84 if you want to catch up with what I'm doing on a daily basis. Anyway, they can find out a bit more about you, Charlotte, Oddly enough, given the job, I'm not on the gram. It's a personal. Oh, she's not on the gram. Okay,
1: I am not on the gram. I'm just about on on Twitter, CharlottePW5. Fantastic. Um, Mm Don't tweet necessarily super often, but I'm sure
0: people Google me and see me pop up anyway. Well, there you go. All right, cool. All right, then. So, yeah, make sure you head over to SoundCloud and iTunes to roll back into our earlier episodes of podcasts and radio shows. It's lockdown. What's your excuse? You ain't got nothing to do. All right, make sure you follow us uh, and make sure if you are going to go around, make sure you stay safe, get your masks, get your gloves. So, stay connected, but make sure you keep your distance. It has been wonderful. Charlotte, thank you very much Thank you Bye